Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. It's going down right here. Football Friday. Welcome to Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hope you guys are doing great. I know Dane and I are. Celebrated my son's B-Day yesterday. It's good times. Nice. Might have him as a special guest a little bit later. He's ready for school. Get some picks out of him. See if he can do any better than we do on a week-to-week basis. I actually do a segment like that every year. I'll talk to you about it later. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, Saints-Cowboys, not what we expected. Certainly not what I expected. A lot of different ways to go on this one, but Cowboys... Pick up the big win, 13-10 to 10, over the New Orleans Saints. Now, the Cowboys were a 3-5 and five team. People calling for Jason Garrett's head, and they were staring down the barrel of four games in 18 days. We mentioned it many times. Saints also four games in 18 days. Only one team went undefeated there, and uh, shockingly, it was the Dallas Cowboys. They played great defensively last night. Uh, I thought the tone was set early. Uh, Saints re- never really got in a rhythm. Drew Brees never really got in his typical rhythm. They broke all kinds of records for first uh, shutout half in 72 games. They didn't pick up any yardage. Drew Brees finishes with 127 yards. Alvin Kamara couldn't get going. And Dallas's defense looked like one of the best defenses in the league last night. I think that's uh, the long and the short of it, Dane. I think you're right. I think you're right. Their cornerbacks were playing uptight, pr- breaking up passes. I think the other key, and Aikman said it um, on the broadcast, is not only did they get pressure, but they get pressure up the middle in Drew Brees' face. And when you're four foot nothing, it's hard to deal with that, you know. And I think that is the formula. Now, let me let's not get it twisted, okay? People are going to be chicken little. The sky is falling with the Saints. They are still ten and two. If you ask me, in a vacuum, uh, would it be such a horrible blow? for them to lose on the road to a team that was in first place in their division? I'd say no. And it still is kind of all in front of them. But I do think this reinforces the point that in this day and age in the NFL with these high-powered offenses, the Saints, the Rams, the Chiefs, you know, to a lesser extent, the Steelers, the Patriots, and others, the way to beat them. When the rules are in favor of offense, the way to beat these teams is to put pressure on the quarterback. That is why I believe that Khalil Mack and the Chicago Bears are live against whoever they face. That's why I've been such a Chargers advocate this season because Melvin Ingram, Joey Boza can flip the playoffs on their ear if they get to Patty Mahomes, if they get to Tom Brady. J.J. Watt and Jadavian Clowney could flip the playoffs on their ear if they do something like that. So can Danny Trevathan. You know what I mean? If he gets to Jared Goff in that kind 
kind of way in the NFL this this day and age, that is going to be the only way to beat one of these high octane offenses and keep them like we saw last night. Yeah. The Saints with only ten the, points. I think the most important thing though is when you're able to put pressure on without uh, blitzing. So if you can yes. bring four yes. and consistently bring pressure, we saw Dallas was able to do that last night. Uh, clearly, they bring pressure at times, but. Uh, their defensive line is is really uh, able to force a lot of pressure on the quarterback. We do see this with other teams as well. The Rams have, yeah. have in the last couple of years, have been able to do that as well, mainly because of Aaron Donald, but he's not the only one there. Think about the Eagles and their defensive line rotation right. yeah. last year, having eight fresh guys. Think about the Giants and how they ended the undefeated Patriots season. It was that NASCAR pass rush that they had, you know? And yeah. so that's the secret, if you can get it done. Yeah, so the Saints uh, – Look, I, I, there's there's way too many people, and I always try to refrain from doing this, but there's way too many people out there being like, well, the Rams don't look like they're going to lose. The Saints don't look like they're going to lose. Like, right. we don't have a whole bunch of 15- and 14-win teams every year. Like, people just lose. Like, they, they lose games that are typically on the yeah. road, to your point, That's against what I was teams saying. Yeah. that are capable. So the Saints, if they don't lose the rest of the way, would be amazing. And if they lose one more game, they'd still be pretty great team. Uh, they're yeah. at they're at Tampa, ten day, uh, nine days from now. Then they're at Carolina. Then they got the Steelers, and then the Panthers again. So honestly, that ain't easy. I they'll probably the lose a couple. There. That's right. I think <laughs> yeah. they could lose a couple, and people will be like, "Wow, the Saints." Falter down the stretch, going two and three. No, they're, down they're the twelve stretch. and four and got a buy is what they'd be. Right. <laughs> you know. But people will be telling the story like, "Well, oh, remember when they were ten and one and they slumped to a thirteen and three finish?" Like, all right, uh, yeah, if that gets not... me more value on the futures odds. I'll take it. Yeah, right. Th- th- that's actually a good point. You should probably be hammering the same. I'd I hope for, the for that <laughs> to lose another game and then hammer it. And then I- I'm looking at the NFL Network as we're here and as we're looking at this show. I, I used to love take LeBron James and the Cavs series price after the Cavs lose game one. You know yeah. what I mean? Same kind of thing. Yeah, on the flip side of things, I'm looking at the NFL Network right now, and the headline on the bottom is, are the Cowboys legitimate Super Bowl contenders? And, you know, that's part of your your Monday morning quarterbacking, in this case Friday morning quarterbacking, as they do, well, they're totally not what we thought they were when they were 3-5. and five. I think there's still some of that team. Uh, and I think they did a really good job. They deserve all the credit. People wanted Jason Garrett fired uh, when, after blowing that second – after playing – I shouldn't say blowing it, but playing so badly in the second half against the Titans, not going on fourth down in big instances and playing way too conservatively. And now they've they, – they beat – after they lost to the Titans and were 3-5 and five and they were going to Philly, people were like, that's going to be the end of the season. They're going to lose in Philly, and they'll be 3-6, and six and they'll be done. They win that game. Then they beat the Falcons, who are obviously not having a great season. They beat Washington uh, after Alex Smith has you know, parted ways for the season. And then New Orleans last night. So some tough games in there. It's not. It wasn't Murder's Row leading up to it, but there were some tough games in there. And they played some, I think, more to their credit. I, I could go either way on this. They won four pretty tight games. They won a touchdown mm-hmm. game in Philly. They won a field goal game against Atlanta. They win an eight-point game on Thanksgiving Day, which it was a little bit more comfortable than eight, but still, eight-point game, and Washington was trying to get back into it. And then last night, the field goal game with a huge interception at the end. Um, it looked like a miscommunication between Kamara and Breeze, but it was also yeah. 
as Aikman rightly pointed out, due to the pressure that was coming at him. And he just tried to get rid of it, and I just don't think he and Kamara are on the same page there, but a really nice play on the interception. So they win four tight games. They're playing, obviously, good D. Sean Lee's not even out there last night. Uh, late, uh, Leighton Van Der Esch looks like he was the the pick, of, one of the best picks in the whole yeah. draft because he's playing Everyone his tail off. Yep. And we Jaylen didn't say Smith. that at draft night. Remember, we wanted that to maybe be the Lamar Jackson or something else, right? A wide Calvin out. Ridley. And, yeah, it was Calvin Ridley. I mean, we were sitting together with Emery Hunt and yeah. Corey Parson, and Corey, the fantasy executive, was pissed off. But and, now I got to tell you, Emery this linebacking that core. Pick. Yep, but this linebacking core looks good. If they ever got Sean Lee back, uh, you know, this would be a very interesting linebacking core. So um, so that that's what it looks like the rest of the way for the Cowboys would be the Eagles, they, who they have at home in nine days. Then we have the at the Colts, tough game. Mm, that's a tough then they game. host Tampa to walk over. Yeah. And then they come to New York on December 30th, which regardless of what you think of the Giants, that'll be a fist fight, that game. I, I, even if it's Kyle Laletta under center? Even if it's Kyle Laletta under center? I mean, if you're a Cowboys fan, you're going to love that, but um, – I just, you know, those Giants Cowboys have always Rivalry historically stuff, been yeah. pretty tight. So, um, uh, shoot, I had my, yeah, there we go. I had the box score in front of me just to go over the stats. So, mm-hmm. uh, Drew Brees, 18 of 28, 127, one touchdown, one pick. He got you 10 points. Um, Alvin Kamara, 11 carries for 36 yards. He did catch eight passes. Yeah, he got me another 15 PPR. Yeah. So, I mean, pretty good considering he did not have a good night at all. I mean, right. he, he's getting four yards per touch, less than four yards per touch basically last night. Uh, he catches, that helped, yeah. Mike Thomas, five for 40, no scores. I mean, that was a, a huge bummer. Uh, Mark Ingram, who Jane and I played in one of our leagues last night, sure seven did. carries, 27 yards. He caught two passes for one yard. They were all over Ingram last night. And the one touchdown went to Keith Kirkwood yet again, and Helping a play nobody. which I would I would love to hear the explanation there. What Aikman was the route Riley... that was supposed to be run? Because there's no way him yeah. and Traquan Smith should have been right there. <laughs> yeah, I, I I need an explanation on two plays, and uh, forgive me for falling asleep, but it was a long day yesterday, and <laughs> didn't not get to watch too much in terms of post game. So. I mean, th- what happened on the interception and what happened on the touchdown are two questions that I'd love to have answered because it sounds like it, 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 those receivers definitely were not supposed to be in the same spot, and um, maybe it was Breeze's fault on the interception. Maybe Kamara was supposed to come inside as supposed to go to outside, but uh, we'll see on that. As far as the Cowboys are concerned, Dak Prescott, that's exactly what you want him doing. 24-28, yeah. 248, one score. He runs five times for 22 yards. He had the 115-yard run. That's, there was a third get, and 10 where he got yeah. 11. That yeah. was a huge play in that drive. You know, the Saints almost got off the field and would have had good field position with about Absolutely. four minutes left. And I, I, I was like, wow. I put a star in my book on that one. I was like, that's Dak making a play. That was the big one. Yeah, no yeah. doubt about it. So um, if they can get Dak playing like that every game and the defense playing like that, they're going to win some games. Uh, the problem is some of those games will be low scoring and tight, so you leave yourself right. to chance. You know, I think many of us, including me, thought, you know, I, I over the years, th- there's two. It's like a, I, I'm conflicted when I think about it <laughs> because what happened with the Steelers last week against the Jaguars 
two weeks ago, week 11, whatever it was. For a team to play poorly like that for like 55 minutes and then turn it on and win the game, I know people think it happens a lot. It really, it really doesn't. When a team is right. playing a bad game, they usually just play a bad game and lose. Right. Um, so I really should have thought that last night. But I kept thinking, man, if Breeze gets a ball back, they're in trouble. I thought, that I thought they were in trouble. The whole game, uh, I thought it was but, like with a one-possession game, I was like, you can't give them cracks at it. Even the I very thought, end, with like yeah. a minute left, I was like, that's oh, right. boy. <laughs> no, that's exactly what I thought. And then he threw the interception. <laughs> right. And I was thinking, like, my God, if they give him the ball here and he goes down and scores, people are really going to call for Garrett's head on this oh, one. Oh, yeah. Because they dominated last night. Anyway, Dak played great. Um, it's never going to be flashy. It, he shouldn't be flashy for them to win. If he's flashy, Correct. it should happen a couple of times a year. They are building a team which, because of Zeke, this is the way they're going to win. It's almost like how the Jaguars want to be. So mm-hmm. uh, Zeke Elliott goes 23 for 76. Um, the six catches for 60 yards, uh, they talked about it a little bit last night on the broadcast. I think it's important to note that people had this weird assumption that Zeke couldn't be good in the right. passing game, and he's proven that to be – Incorrect. Now, it may have been out of necessity that they've had to use him more, but Zeke is just fine in the passing game. Yeah, I think that's true. And I remember saying things like, I I think I even said two weeks ago to you, like, if you're not lamed Leonard Fournette or Ezekiel Elliott, the game is passing you by as a running back. Well, and I was saying, like, well, because Melvin Gordon even catches balls and stuff like that. But I'd be remiss. You know, Ezekiel Elliott does as well. So I think that is a very good point. Um, Blewett. The, the the refs had a bad night. And, yeah, they did. Uh, and another thing that I would say here. I that don't wasn't pass interference. I hear you, but, like, you know, they missed the helmet to helmet. I know. Um, and the other thing they missed, honestly, they missed the spot on the Cole Beasley third down conversion also yeah. that I think was really important. And the other point I was going to make here, Sean Payton used both of his uh, challenges very early on in the game. Um, for things that would have been like a ten yard difference, maybe like the Michael he needed Thomas the one, catch and he others. needed it on the Beasley one. Yep, that was a because that would have like they would have had to punt, and that was still when there was like four or five minutes left. Um, they went down and ultimately turned the ball over on that drive, but they could have got off the field there, and that would have been an obvious overturn. Um, so a little bit of mismanaging the challenges, in my opinion, and the refs had a bad night. Also, those are you know two other points I wanted to make from this game. I didn't mind him on the challenge on the Michael Thomas fumble recovery when Dan Arnold got crushed and, and yeah. fumbled it. I didn't mind him using the challenge there. I thought because they were struggling, he was going to get positioned down deep and that they would score and ran a fourth down play to Kamara that didn't work. I, I, right. I know Terry Bradshaw is old school, and he wanted to go for the field goal there. I didn't mind them going for um, going. For no, the, I didn't mind it for, either because the then you first. pin him back on the two, whatever. I don't think the Saints aren't so fragile that if they went right. into halftime shut out that they didn't think they could come back. They lost the game by three points, ultimately, right. and had the ball. You wouldn't expect Breeze to throw an interception there, and it's just the way it goes. So I actually have a question. So I'll keep on going through this box score. Uh, so Zeke pick, Zeke has a really good night. Um, yep. I have Zeke and Drew Breeze on a team, so I left that being like, you know, not battered and bruised. It's a but, wash. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of a wash. Bad game, good game. So 
I think I'm back yeah. to where I started. Uh, I got 22 out of Zeke in a league that I really yeah. need a win this week to get in the playoffs. Uh, so good start. Well, I, for me. I have him in our league that we share together. So oh, okay. uh, G- GST. Um, so I, I got him off to a good start and Breeze off to a bad start. So On this my backup team, I have the rest Zeke. of the way, by the way, is now oh, uh, Josh Rosen is my backup quarterback. Oof. The only guy I had there. Uh, in, in case something happened to Breeze, right. but I'll, I'll be playing Breeze the rest of the way anyway. Go ahead. I'm in a win and get in kind of matchup in another league, and I have Ezekiel Elliott, and I was facing Michael Thomas and Mark Ingram. Yeah. Uh, so that's a good start for you, Mike Thomas. But it's just the start. Did not come up big. So Michael Gallup, five for 76. Amari yeah. Cooper, eight for 75. Good nights out of both of those guys. Um, nobody else did anything uh, on either team. Dan Arnold, Cole Beasley, a couple of catches each, nothing there. So he, I got a question for you on Michael Gallup. Hmm. By the way, if the, the one really bad play Dak made was missing Michael Gallup for what? Oh, yeah, know, down the right sideline. He just, yeah. like Aikman said. And Eli Apple, oh, my goodness. Were they not attacking Eli Apple left and right? He bit on that double move. A lot of they penalties should. on him. Yeah. Um, so would you pick up Michael Gallup for any of the following? <clears throat> I can cut any of these guys. Frank Gore, Elijah McGuire, Jalen Samuels, which I'm not doing because I have James Conner, Jamal Williams, Cordero Patterson, Seth Roberts, Tyrell Williams. Yes, I would for Cordero Patterson. Uh, Remember, Rex Burkhead coming back. Like, Cordero Patterson was only a thing when there was no Sony Michelle and stuff like that. Sony Michelle is back. Rex Burkhead is back. Uh, Yes, I would cut Cordero Patterson for him. Yes. Oh, you know what? I just realized. I will not be able to get Gallup now, right? Correct, because he's played already this week. Uh, yes, <laughs> that is the way it works, Blue. <laughs> but absolutely. No, but but I was I, pl- I'm planning for the weeks ahead, and the transactions uh, shut off. Oh, on that's right. Sunday, and he you was can't the put guy. A claim in? I don't because no, it would run. It'll it run, run next the following. Wednesday. Right. Uh, that's probably true. You can no longer get it. You can't get Kirkwood either, though. Ah. <laughs> uh, so yep. I just that realized that goes. now I had it in my queue, right. um, but I ran it because I ran him behind the Josh Rosen pickup because I thought the backup QB the would be more yeah. important. So right. I got to look for somebody else. But Gallup was the guy I wanted the rest of the way. He will not be owned in that league the rest of the way. Yeah. And he, he could be a nice guy to have on your bench in case something happens to him. I don't know. A.J. Green. Talk about him. I heard a little bit about the inside injuries after he came back. So we come back. We're going to talk some highlight games. Dana, I'll get on it on a football Friday. It's Mike and Dana, FST. We'll be right back. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Football Friday on FST. Thanks for listening on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, on TuneIn, on iHeart, on Terrestrial Radio. We appreciate it. Chris Bavona producing today. Get me fired up with a little Foo Fighters. Appreciate that, as always. That's, that's right. Love it. 
It's not football Friday. It's Foo Friday. I think you may have just started a thing. I like it. Hashtag Foo Fridays. <laughs> so, um, so thanks for checking in with us this morning. Uh, recapping last night's game. Obviously, we got a lot on the docket. Uh, Dane, you, you were talking with uh, Virginia from Inside Injuries. I heard it in the last hour. What was the one? <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> so uh, still getting over some stuff. Yeah, what was it yeah, like? I, I know AJ Green was an important thing, but I was surprised to hear her be look. Yeah. A lot of the times when I listen to Inside Injuries, I feel away. I come away feeling pretty horrible. They're very but conservative. The, but the AJ Green thing actually had me a little juiced. Where she said it's not optimal, but we actually think he'll play pretty well this weekend. Yeah, they did say that. I will say that both Dr. A and Virginia were uh, our Georgia Bulldog alum. So, so that's one thing. They may feel about A.J. Green the same way you feel about the Titans this year. But um, here's my thing. Or Matt that Ryan. May be tr- What's that? Or Matt, or Ryan, Matt Ryan, to borrow the, sure. uh, the oh. alumnus thing. Uh, by the way, I hit, yeah. I hit on my BC over, by the way. But, that's not, but I digress. You're um, damn lucky you did, buddy, because I they know, went on a three-game slide to end the year. <laughs> and Listen, as a Syracuse sticks. fan, I know. I saw that as a Syracuse fan. But in any event, um, he may come back. But I'm still not excited about him anyway because Jeff Driscoll is the quarterback. And they're playing a hot team with a good defense. And I know we got to talk about that defense a little bit later on as well. But, yeah, he may come back. But... I'm not excited about it. If he's active, I have to start him in season long, but I certainly don't want him in DFS or anything like that. So I think like how you have to handle A.J. Green, it's pretty clear. If he's active, you start him in season long, and that's about it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, you and I have gone over this a few times. The, the league in which I have A.J. Green, it's totally fallen apart. So right, right, I have right. to start him. Otherwise, it's Seth Roberts' time, and I ain't doing that. So, sure. um so, yeah, what so, I thought was the most important one of the we, we talked yes. with uh, Virginia. The one that I thought was really interesting was Carry On Johnson, um, because she then said she said that he's dealing with this multi week thing. He's likely you know this is already week thirteen. He might return in week fourteen or fifteen. But then she also noted that like in his first week back, he probably won't perform at like peak level, you know? And, and I made this point with George Kurtz afterwards. We talk about this in baseball all the time. Like when a starter's coming off the DL, do you put him in your lineup right away? But here's the thing. This guy's an RB two, and you're going to be in the playoffs in a winner go home scenario. And she was kind of like hedging her bet on how productive carry on Johnson might be in his first game back. I think that creates interesting, uh, you know, decisions for carry on Johnson owners. Yeah. In week um, 14, let's say in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, it's a tough one. Uh, you know, Do you I, just I, I ride th- those guys back out right away? I, I think, yeah, I, I think you're going to have to utilize every piece of information available from inside injuries to what the coaches are saying to get a sense yeah. of whether or not the snap count will be there. Otherwise, you're going to run into what Dalvin Cook owners ran into exactly. about six weeks ago. So um, I can't give a blanket answer to that. Because sure, it and it's always be ver- relative to your options and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I would be really concerned about it. Like, I, I look over the course of the year, you and I often say, 
I got to see something from the guy before I put yep. him out there. But when it's exactly. desperation time. You don't have that luxury in the playoffs. Yeah, just do or die. And you're like, well, I could play carry on Johnson or Naeem or Hines. Or Peyton with, Barber. When, with yeah, Marlon exactly. Mack back in the mix. Uh, maybe right. Naeem Hines catches a few passes. Like, that's what you're going to be thinking of. So, you know, and, and here, like, I, I, you know, if that were my team, I'd probably be like, well, do I play carry on Johnson or Elijah McGuire? Um, right. You don't see a lot of, you don't expect a lot of upside out of Elijah McGuire, but. He'll probably play a full game. He could get you double-digit points. Just carry on Johnson, go out there, carry the ball a couple of times, and be like, yeah, I'm toast. I'm, you know, yep. two carries, exactly. 11 yards, see you later. So exactly. um, that's the so risk. That's, that's and the a similar risk with our guy, Rob Gronkowski, which is very interesting. I mean, I, you What'd know, you say? Honestly, I heard you ask about that. Yeah. So what yeah. did she say? She said, I mean, the man has had three back surgeries, you know, and that, I can't yeah. believe he's still playing at all. <laughs> That's the thing. And the point I made, you know, and I know fantasy owners for this year don't mind, but the point I made, Blewett, is like Rob Gronkowski is literally one of a handful of players in the NFL that can remain in the public eye and will still earn his money after he leaves the game. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't need the NFL for his money. He doesn't need any more Super Bowls. He's already a Hall of Fame talent. Like, really... Why is he going to subject himself to this again maybe next year? And, you know, you and me, we split a team, blew it, and we were, like, agonizing over drafting Gronk in the third round because we knew this exact thing was going to happen. We pulled the trigger and did it anyway, and now we're dealing like all other Gronk owners. Like, there's no, like, where do you think Gronk goes in draft next year if he is, in fact, in the NFL? Because, like, <laughs> no one's spending a fourth-round pick on him, right? He's below Ertz and Kelsey, maybe even George yeah. Kittle, you know, like – It'd be very interesting to see what Gronk's ADP is next year because who's going to take the risk on this? The 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 fall of Rome is nigh. Yeah, so I, what I think is that you will very often see a guy like that will be – he'll be drafted higher than you would want him to be. All it takes like is a, one. Like a fifth round kind of thing because somebody's going to go up and just right. snag him. You know what I mean? Um, so won't be me. from that standpoint, it wouldn't be me either. It was very rarely me. I went right. a little contrarian this year, as did you, and we got yeah. smoked. It's the first time but, I've ever owned them. Yeah. I, I yeah, I can't remember the last time I did it. It had to be at least five years. But I I would suspect, and obviously I don't have any inside information, I would suspect that this is the end of it. He doesn't really want to play with anybody else other than Brady. It's why he really rejected that trade. The trade to Detroit. And I think. I, you know, I think other people got involved in order to keep him in New England. I think mm-hmm. the the irony of all of it. And I heard Cal, Colin Coward say this like a month ago. Belichick was right. He knew it. He knew it. The Patriots are always, he, and they do this a year ahead of time. They always yeah. do this. They do he this one does. year early instead of one year late. They've done it all the time. Yeah. Uh, they want it like Bel- Belichick. That's why the Jimmy Garoppolo thing was there because he was ready to do it even to Tom Brady. Yes. And there's a couple of things that, yeah, the, the Garoppolo thing may very w- well work out for the Niners long term. And people will say Bill was right again. And now I'm not saying everything they touch turns to gold. There's been plenty of guys that have come in there and haven't really done anything, Chad sure. Johnson and, and more. Um, and they did get rid of Chandler Jones, who's still been a very productive player. But they got out on Jamie Collins, who you don't hear his name as an elite linebacker anymore. Mm-hmm. You don't. Nate you, Soldier. Yeah, yeah. Nate Solder was a layup for them. They had they were never going to spend a dime on it, and he's been bad with the Giants. So, um, so Belichick was right on that. 
I don't think Gronk will come back next year if you had to have me guess, but it's just a guess. You know, I, I think the guy's been laboring for the last couple of years. He wasn't there on the field the last time they won a Super Bowl. Um, he was laboring at the end of last year. I think we all saw it. And this year, like even from Jump Street, Dane, he hasn't been the same. Like he's just not the same guy. And I think the man he has labors. had multiple back surgeries. I mean, he come had on. forearm surgeries, back surgeries. Uh, you get into multiple back surgery territory, your life's going to be pretty hard later on. Like it just, it just will be. Uh, even and he has an amazing life ahead of him. He yeah, really and I, does. I, and like I, I, I would love to at some point have Virginia or Doctor A on, or even next week when you have him on, just be like. You know, what does the prognosis for somebody look like after they've had multiple back surgeries? You know, look at Steve Kerr and all the stuff that he deals with as a coach at the Warriors. The the guy basically missed missed most of the part of an entire season and was missing playoff games at one point because his back situation is so bad um, because he had back surgery that went south. So, um, anyway... um, Enough of that. I think you sure. and I need need to get a little bit of debate going because mm. we have a def- defense decision. We, we don't yeah. often talk about defenses. Uh, so Dana and I are in this competitive league where transactions are going to be shut off at the end of the week. No transactions during the playoffs. So you have to angle yourself to getting backups in a variety of ways. So there's a backup QB. Who's our backup QB, by the way? Case Keenum? Our backup QB is Case Keenum because he yeah. he's got a great schedule. Yeah, and we got Maddie Ice, so we're yep. okay with that. Um, you, you, did we get a backup kicker? I think you we did. did. We, got, we got Vinatieri, and a, we also have Mason Crosby. Crosby. Yep. So uh, it is deeper league. It is twenty roster spots, eighteen roster spots. Excuse me. That's why I got it confused. By the way, it's part <laughs> of the reason why I got that other thing confused because gotcha. one the exact same platform. Yeah, almost the exact same rules. One roster is eighteen, one roster is twenty. So right. I got it mixed up a couple of weeks back. Anyway, we got a defense decision to make, and you like the Denver Broncos going up against the Bengals and Jeff Driscoll. Yep, and I like the Rams going up against Matt Stafford. Yeah, what say you? What is your reasoning? Uh, my reasoning for the most part, I mean, we could get into the details of it, but my reasoning yeah, for the most part is Matthew Stafford greater than sign Jeff Driscoll. <laughs> and so I think that, you know, the turnovers are more likely there. Um, and I just, you know, the Detroit Lions seem also like a team that realizes that they may want to run the ball, you know, a la what we saw in D- Dallas, you know, and that may be helpful for the points against, but that may not be helpful for the kind of turnovers, especially if there's LeGarrette Blunt. I think on the other side, I just don't believe in Jeff Driscoll. I don't think A.J. Green is going to be 100%. I think there's more sacks and turnovers, and I like the pass rush of, you know, Von Miller, Bradley Chubb coming up um, against Jeff Driscoll. As opposed to the uh, professional quarterback play that is Matthew Stafford, that's my so I, that's my main principle. So I disagree. Okay. On the, on this principle, huh. I think the Cincinnati is going to run the hell out of the ball. Really. And I think they're going to run, run, and run some more. Driscoll is a guy that can run the ball, and I think they're going to keep it close to the vest here. I think they're going to try and run past the Broncos in the way that the Jets were able to. I think hmm. they're going to try and keep the ball out of the air. Like so, ben you think this is big Joe Mixon day? Yeah, Joe. I think Joe Mixon's going to see the ball a lot. I Don't think you think the Joe, Broncos know that? 
Won't they put 53 men in the box and be like Jeff Driscoll, go beat us? Conceivably. Yeah, conceivably. I still think that the – I think even in that instance then, I think your play total is down. Mm. Um, I understand the interest in going up against the rookie. and Yeah, but I'm fading Driscoll. Mixon has been expense, has been uh, effective this year. So I can't, as bad as the Bengals look right now, and they're on a nice slide, and by the way, I, I really need the Bengals to lose. Um, I, don't, I don't think the, Beng- the Broncos are a bad play at all. I just think that the Lions, we were just talking about this a couple of days ago. It's true. Matt Stafford's putting the ball up a lot. He's got 10 interceptions on the year right now, 17 to 10 interception radio, ratio. I just think that there's a greater chance of Stafford, whose offensive line, too, is a disaster. They've got run over by the Bears and the, twice and the Vikings in the last month, and now they're going up against the Rams. I see sacks and turnovers at a greater rate for the Rams against the Lions, even if they give up more points. Who cares? Right. I think the, the Rams scored 25 points as a DST against the Chiefs. Oh, yeah, I'm not concerned about giving up points. I'm all about the sacks and the turnovers. And you know what? They gave up 45 points and scored 25 yeah. points as a DST. Well, they scored the defensive touchdowns in that one. Uh, yeah. Yes. And you know what, though? It's uh, the know, best offense in the league. You're you're moving me, Blewett. You're moving me because here's the other thing. I expect the Rams to be up, right? Uh, a little bit better than I think the Broncos can kind of get up and create that working margin that forces the other team to throw and proverbially lets those guys in their ears back, right? I think there's a better chance that in the second half, Indomitian Sue, Fowler, and, you know, Donald will be able to quote-unquote pin their ears back to maybe generate Saxon turnovers more than what could be a tighter game with Denver and Cincy. You have compelled me, sir. We'll start so, uh, set, uh, ten intercept, 11 in, uh, excuse me, 10 interceptions on the year for the for Matt Stafford. Uh, 11 interceptions on the year for Andy Dalton, but right, Jeff Triscoll hasn't really thrown player, the ball right. that much. So uh, as far as sacks are concerned, the Bengals have allowed 22 sacks to the two okay. quarterbacks, yeah. and the Lions have allowed 32 sacks well, uh, to yep, Matt yep. Stafford. So right. um, we'll I, I think Rams. it's close, and if uh, I'm wrong, don't kill me, but I, I think we it's go with the Rams over the Broncos. I do like the Broncos, though, as a pickup. Right. Because people sold out that defense, and I think. Mm-hmm. And look at their schedule. Go, look at their like schedule say, for the playoffs, my, too. My, that's right. Miles to go before we sleep on that. I, I do think that there's uh, something there. Yeah, let me let me take a look at that Broncos You bring up their schedule. Right in one league, I, what I had to do, uh, Mike, in one league, I actually, and this is going to sound crazy on its face, but in one league, I dropped the uh, Baltimore Ravens defense uh, I don't think to it's pick crazy. up. The Denver Broncos defense, when you look. So it's at Cincinnati at, uh, this week with Jeff Driscoll. Yep. Then you're at the Niners with Nick Mullins. Then you like have the, Bra- the Browns playing eh. better. But Baker's not afraid of a turnover in his rookie season. And then at Oakland. So that's the way, Love it. That's the so way what, it finishes off. It's three Meanwhile, the Baltimore games. Ravens defense is at Atlanta, at Kansas City, home for yeah. Tampa, and at the Chargers. Jeez. It's, time to, it's, it's time to hop off Four the Ravens teams. defense. Four yep. teams to throw a million times. So, uh, so there you go. I think I think this is the point. You probably should have already done this, but this is certainly the point where you start to angle for things like this and take yep. a look at well, who who is going to have better matchups? You can't predict it week by week. We understand that, but on the whole, 
as Dane just said, I'm dropping the Ravens' defense because the Broncos is a better look here from here on out. Um, it's three road games, but they're playing three quarterbacks, who, two of whom aren't really starters, two mm-hmm. of whom aren't starters, one of whom I think is horribly overrated, although I can't even call Carr overrated every, anymore because I think people are on board. Right, that he's, he's accurately a, rated. He's, <laughs> that rating yeah. is just lower. <laughs> yeah, it, th- people have appropriately lowered the, how good right. they think Derek Carr is. Uh, I was never on board with that, so um, in any event. And, and you if you're a Browns. good team, literally Mike, Baker is the best quarterback they're going right. to play. Exactly. And if you're a good team, right? If you let's say if you have a bye locked up and you don't actually need to worry about this week or week 14, go look right now on your website, sort the defenses by best projection really for week 15, right? Or those matchups, pick them up this week, get ahead of it. And then you know what? Do the same thing for week 16 and do it. Drop your fifth wide receiver, drop your fifth running back and get the best matchup for week 15 and the best matchup available for week 16 if you're in a buy. You need that much better than you need your wide out five right now. Yeah, I think you pick up a, I think you pick up a second defense and you pick up a second quarterback now if it's somebody legitimate. Um, if you're if you're going after Mullins or uh, Josh McCown or somebody along those lines, you know maybe not. But um, you got to roll. You, you're going to need to roll somebody out there, and you might find yourself in a position where people are. Sh- strategizing and scoop up the best two available quarterbacks yep. in front of you. You know what I mean? you got to do it now. So, um, so do it now. Get yourself set up for the playoffs. Dana and I will come back. We'll do a couple of highlight games and we'll do our picks for the week and we might have a special guest. It's Mike and Dane on FST on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, we're doing this. <laughs> yeah, buddy. We're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I got a couple of special guests that are going to sit on my lap here. Oh, wow. Yeah. And this isn't they an HR concern, is it? Yeah, they can't hear. No, okay. no. You'll hear why in a second. So I got a couple of special guests that are going to talk right into the microphone, right? You're going to talk right into this microphone where Daddy is. So, uh, Owen, you want to say hello? Hi. Hi, Owen. Yeah, hey. that's Carson. What up, that's Carson? Owen and Carson. And uh, yesterday, I, as this, I'm doing this as a special segment because it was somebody's birthday yesterday. Whose birthday was it? Mine. I turned six. You turned nice. six years old, huh? Uh, okay. And what shirt are you wearing this morning? Steelers shirt. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Steel, are you a Pittsburgh Steelers fan now? Yeah. That's right, buddy. All right. So we're, let's do some. We're going to do some picks right here. Uh, and you guys are going to help me with this. So the way we do this, guys, is we take a look at all of these games, and Dane and Daddy try to figure out exactly what it is 
who we think is going to win these games. So I'm going to let Dane start, and then I'm going to let you guys pick a game, okay? So go ahead, Dane. Fair enough. My first one, and Owen and Carson, you need to be on this game as well. These are two teams heading in opposite directions. Andrew Luck has been hot. Three-plus touchdowns for seven games in a row. The Jaguars are unraveling, in my opinion. Jalen Ramsey is a legit questionable, and uh, you know Cody Kessler is under center. I think the Colts continue to score. I like the Colts, as you know, getting hot. I have Andrew Luck and Eric Ebron as a D. DFS stack, so I'm all in with Indianapolis. Give me the Colts minus five at Jacksonville. Okay, Dane likes the Colts to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. Here's a game that I want you guys to pick. So the <laughs> Carolina Panthers, Ooh. those big bad Panthers. Kurtz was they're on gonna this play game. The, they're going to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the Buccaneers aren't so good, but the Panthers are pretty good. What, leading you, questions. You, You're leading yeah, the witness, Mike. I, I, I need to get an answer somehow, Dan. So, who do you think got? Who, you think you, I think the Big Bad Panthers are going to win? Yeah. Yeah. So, say Carolina Panthers. All right, cool. So we got that's. Does our he first like him pick. straight up or with the points? Is he? Are they giving? I think we're are gonna, they giving the think, five? <laughs> we're gonna let. I'm looking at bookie.ag. I'm gonna lay okay. the four, the four? according got to mybookie.ag. So yeah, you're right. It's uh, nice good stuff. All right, so let's go to our second game, Dane Martinez. Sure. Uh, you know, we just talked about these defense. I wanted to start the Denver Broncos defense, and I gave you all the reasons why I, I'm fading yes, Jeff sir. Driscoll. I think the Denver Broncos are better than people think. They played the Chiefs close. They played the Rams close in three straight games they played winning streak teams and they beat the Chargers they beat the Steelers they should have beat the Texans but missed the last second field goal I like Denver I like them minus four at Cincinnati uh I'm showing minus five on oh my bad my bad which has me concerned because I don't like that zone I don't like I don't like it being in the five zone so um the Rams. Yeah, you're right. It's ten, at five. Laying ten, laying ten there. Mm. The Packers laying fourteen. It's way too many. However, you know the problem is the Cardinals get involved in some of these low scoring games, yeah. which I don't like. But I, that that over looks pretty interesting to me. You got the Chiefs and the Raiders, um, but that's fifteen and a half guys on the road. I don't think we can lay that division. Uh, I got the, the Titans laying nine forty and a half on that. Jeez, oh, my what Jets, are we doing? Huh? These are, yeah, I, I mean, I'm looking more at the total than anything else. You know, how about it? So, you know, all right. So, do you guys think that the Packers and the Cardinals are going to score a lot of points this week? Say it. You, gotta, you can't nod on the radio. Say, yeah. 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 You think, you think the Packers are going to win or you think they're going to lose? I think they're going to Okay. All right, he thinks they're going to lose. So, I'm, Dane, I'm going to take the over on the Packers and the Cardinals. He likes an upset. But it, it, so even more over 44? Uh, I have 43 and a half right here, hmm. but we can use okay. whatever number you have. It's close enough. I would on my bookie, that I have 44. Uh, uh, I, I didn't refresh. So I'll uh, give you the 43 and a half. I'll be benevolent okay, thank to you. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. So sure. let's do your last one. Sure. And listen, Owen and Carson, I think you're going to like this one. 
blew it. He thinks I think they're going to like this one. I think they're going to like this one. I'm going to Sunday night football, and I think points will be scored in Pittsburgh, my friend. Okay? I think the Steelers are riding high. I like their offense these days. I know they lost last week, but I like their offense. And you know I like the Chargers offense as well. I'm not scared, Mike, that there's no Melvin Gordon. You know you and I both like Austin Eckler. No, he's not Melvin Gordon, but he can still be a fit in that offense. I think both of these teams can score, and the, un- the over-under to me at 52 is a little low. I expected this to be in the high f- high 50s. Give me the Chargers and the Steelers, Owen and Carson on Sunday night. Cheer for touchdowns, boys. All right. He thinks a lot of points will be scored in that game. Let's see. Let me get my last pick here. And one more. Before we do this, guys, I'm going to send you upstairs uh, after I say this. But why are you here? Uh, why, what is this a special treat for? How old did you turn yesterday? Six. Yeah. Happy birthday, feel- Owen. He says happy birthday. So what do you say? Thanks. So where is your party going to be at tomorrow? Bounce Ooh. you. And bounce you. What do you get to do at bounce you? Bounce all over the place. Yeah. Can I come? Bouncy houses. Can Dane come? Dane can come, right? He's a big guy. So maybe we'll have cool. maybe Thanks, we'll get Dane in there for, for bagels. And donuts if I get and banged out of this poker tournament I'm playing tomorrow, if I get banged out early, I'll come on over to Bounce You. Sounds good. Cool, guys. All right. Well, thank you for helping me with the picks. Let's go upstairs and get ready for school. So happy birthday to Owen. Carson, say happy birthday to him. It's also very and it's also very early in the morning. Yeah, so Ooh. it's early in the morning. Happy birthday. Yeah, happy That's birthday tough. To Owen. Thanks, guys. You go up and get ready for school. Thank you for helping me with the picks. I'll do my last one, and thank you for that. Okay, just go upstairs to school, buddy. Thank you. So, <laughs> so sorry, just having a little fun with it. It's my son's it's birthday. All it's all good, baby. That's the way the it is. It's a family affair here on FST. So, uh, yeah, and I would have been just him, but uh, yeah, you can't, you can't do that. Understands yeah, the family dynamic. I can't, <laughs> yeah, that ain't I can't have one come down and not the other. <laughs> sure. and freak out. So, yeah. to those of you that don't know, some of us have home studios, and we do we get to do the shows. Uh, from the comfort of our own home at times. Listen, uh, I don't have really... kids, and I even know you can't have one and not the other. That'd be a recipe That's for right. disaster. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, so my last, I, I, what did I pick? I got the Panthers minus four. <laughs> you got the I got the Cardinals. And you got them over in Lambeau, yeah. Yeah, so, um, so the last one, gosh. Every week it's a struggle. I, I got to be done with the Titans. I haven't bet with the Steelers, I think, the whole year. They got to win this Ooh. game, dude. Yes. They have to. Yes, they do. But they're playing the Chargers. <laughs> Who are a good team. <laughs> they're a good football team. And none Coast of this 1 back. o'clock, none of this 1 p.m. nonsense. It's That's uh, true. middle of the afternoon for them, West Coast time. That's right. They're probably in Their a better shape than the Steelers. Their body clock is ready to go. Yeah. Their body clock's in better shape I, than the Steelers. I don't know. Why are you touching this game, Blewett? <laughs> I shouldn't. Should I mean, I'm on that total, but, you know, hey. You know what's an interesting game? You know, uh, Like, all jokes aside, whether we uh, – Sure. Whether I pick this game or not, it'd be interesting to see how the Browns play against the Texans this week because the Texans mm. got to run out of steam at some point, right? Yeah, you would think. You would think. You would think. I don't know I though, that if the Browns. Listen, I hate that and, number. And are the Five Browns good enough? Are the Browns good enough to like go on the road and beat a good team? If this was no, in that's Cleveland, why, maybe I'd give it to you. You know, by but the way, I don't think they're yeah. ready to go on the road and do that. If this was four and a half, I'd bang out the Texans right now. But the five and a half just has me scared. They've they've won, even during this streak. The Texans have won some close games. True. 
you know, it's overtime games and just yeah. sweat Miss it out. Field goal with Denver. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sweat it out a bunch of these games. So five and a half. You're basically saying they're a touchdown better. Uh, uh, they might be a touchdown better, but I, I for me to rely on that is a hard one. Um, Our boy George I, Kurtz with with your boys, the Atlanta Falcons minus one and a half versus Lamar. I kind of I kind of like that, but after they lost last week and went to four and seven, I think kind of all bets are off with the Falcons. So, uh, all right, you know how we talk about let's bet on good teams, bet against bad teams. Yeah, I I, oh, I gave the Giants a puncher's it? chance. No, oh, no, no, no. Okay, I thought I you gave were the Giants like fifteen and a half. <laughs> no, uh, I mean I think they're going to cover. They're I do too, but I ain't touching that one. I do too, silly. but I'm not touching. Silly that. to do that in an NFL game, right? Um. Bears, you know what? No Trubisky, it looks like. Now you got me saying just screw it and just betting the Chiefs. Oh, wow. <laughs> I kind of want to do that. Um, I, all can right, see the, so, I like the Lions. I mean, the Rams also to dump truck yeah. the Lions in Detroit. But all right. Good teams, bad teams. I'm laying it all. 15 and a half. Yes! Yes! Is terrible. <laughs> I the, the Chase Daniel thing just has me too nervous. I actually think the Bears could could roll the Giants even with Chase Daniel, but to your point, like it, it just could be a tight game and, and a game that you don't expect it to be. But realistically, the Bears with that pass rush and the struggles that the Giants have had, they should be able to take care of that no problem. Um, so you're taking the Bears or the something. Chiefs? Which one is the official pick? I I think the people want me to take the Chiefs. Oh, I certainly do. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to lose. No, I think it's going to be great. I think you're right. I think they win this game 30-6, to six, but I'm just not All touching right. 15 and a half. All right, I'm doing it. Chiefs, so that's it. Bold, my friend. Thanks for indulging me with my kids. Happy and birthday, Owen. Friday. And uh, good luck this week. Hit us up on Twitter with any questions at, t- at Spittin' Speeds at Mike Blue. Talk to you soon.